Go for it. All right, we are we are live now. Okay, we're live. Yeah, we're live. Okay, Pointy Headcast episode 13. What the hell date is it? August 3rd, 2019. Audio sync in 3, 2, 1. Perfect. Look oh, at that. Wow. That was wow. beautiful. Crazy. Wow. Imagine wow. that. It's like we're in the same room together. <laughs> it's almost like we're right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so crazy. It's wild. Okay. Well, uh, hello and welcome <coughs> to the 13th episode of the Pointy Hatcast. We have a special, special podcast today. We are all recording live from the same location. That's right. In some someone's studio, something or another, we have a swag set up here. I'm gonna have the picture as a podcast art. Uh, looks very professional. Anyways, we all saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and why don't we just get into it? It's gonna be a more relaxed episode. Anyone want to start? Um, I think Tarantino has a not so secret foot fetish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> there were a lot of feet. There, there's a lot of feet. Yeah. I, I saw like five shots. There was like... I, I saw at least a dozen. The Some one, were more yeah. gratuitous than others. Yeah. Some were yeah. very long. Like the yeah. one that sticks out to me is when the girl is in the car with Brad Pitt. And, and she just jams her feet into the window. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I know people like putting their feet up, but no, one's, no one jams it into the windshield yeah, like yeah. that. I was like Tarantino. I see what you're doing. Yeah, it's the <laughs> wink, wink. It's not a wink, wink. That's here's my fetish, and I'm just laying it out for here's the whole world. Here's my here's my foot in your face. Literally. What do you call this? Eight feet of filmmaking. Uh, <laughs> uh, I quit. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh my. Why? Uh, I think okay. it's it's a wonderful film. It's it's a little bit long. Definitely a little bit long, but it's a fun ride. Uh, it's filmed beautifully, mm-hmm. especially every scene that should be boring is not because of the care uh, he puts into every detail and every scene. You see, like, Tarantino loves car ride scenes, right? Yeah. There's yeah. one in most of his movies or, like, some riding shot. Mm-hmm. And remember that this is basically a period film. So every single thing you see is done for real. He doesn't does, doesn't do green screen or matte painting yeah. so much. Well, he yeah. does use mats, but like all all of the like Hollywood stuff, it's all period correct. So that means that every extra, every car you see, oh, all the vintage cars, dude, yeah, is amazing. Like there was a highway shot. Do you remember the highway shot? Yeah. So every single one of those vehicles is set up for real, and they shot that <laughs> for real for Holy that cow. one shot. Okay, okay. So you remember that, and you think Tarantino really loves filmmaking yeah you know Mm. the whole process from start to finish and he takes care of stuff like that and there's i don't think there's very many directors that do that anymore most people would just say green screen it well we'll paint it out and then insert it later with Mm -hmm. i don't know some some second unit will film some some stock footage somewhere else b team yeah b team or you know you got like c team yeah you got like that starbucks cup and the game of thrones (laughs) episode (laughs) Well, that's, that's more like a production staff issue. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Just, just thinking of that. And also, how did no one notice? Like, on set, there's probably at least 20 people, right? How did no one notice? I'm sure... You know what? I bet <laughs> several people noticed, and they thought it would be funny. That <laughs> that's amazing. I'm yeah. sure some PA 
was in charge of collecting shit off the set, and he just looked at it and he thought, (laughs) 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 he just left it. Yeah, you know, in fact, I didn't notice it when I was watching it either, to be fair. Until, anyway, it's going off topic already, but back to Tarantino. It's just a vast difference, Star Wars Cup on the set versus like minute details. Yeah, tons of tons of little stuff from yeah. costume to set to props. Like all the cars are period correct. Um, I'm sure I'm not as familiar with Hollywood iconography, having only been there once when I was like five. Yeah, but you've only been to Hollywood like once, <laughs> <Yeah>. bro. What? <laughs> <laughs> but like, there, there's lots of what I what I assume to be very iconic uh, Hollywood landmarks that they've made very deliberately filmed throughout the. Throughout yeah. everything, yeah. and those are all those all seem to be period correct too. So that's that's pretty cool. I Taco appreciate. Bell, yeah, the oh, Taco yeah. Bell period correct Taco Bell. Oh, we probably I, had to dig through the storage for that one. I was so hyped for that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to that Taco Bell. It's oh. the most exciting part of the yeah. movie. Right it's real ingredients. They're cooking it too. There's none of this pre-processed, you know, tube crap. I can't even imagine what that would have been like. I have to imagine it tastes awesome. Might have been like actual real yeah. Mexican food crazy um but yeah I, I like the film i think that it probably could have been tightened a bit in the edit but mm-hmm. i appreciate a, a bit i enjoy everything that he put up for me to see yeah uh what do you think isaiah bro it was slow yeah <laughs> it was slow uh i was talking to sam about this earlier i was like i feel like the movie kind of got lost in the edit for me i feel like all the pieces are there but it just doesn't feel complete I, I don't know. I just I still can't put my finger on it, but something to me just is like bothering me about that movie, and I don't know what it is. And like the last fifteen minutes more than make up for it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is what I came to see. You went like to what a ride. Yeah, what a ride. What dude. a ride. <laughs> We're not gonna spoil it, or should we spoil it? We'll spoil it eventually. Yeah, we'll spoil let's, it. Eventually. Let's get through yeah. the, the intro first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I, I enjoyed it. I think for me, Leonardo DiCaprio was amazing. Like, the moments where he breaks character as a character. I was like, bro, there's so many levels to this, man. He's the dude playing the dude. Playing, <laughs> playing the dude, dude. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. We should yes, do that movie yes. next. Uh, but, yeah, I, I totally agree with your sentiment from earlier when you were like, I feel like Tarantino gives his actors a ton of room to breathe. Yeah. Like, he just lets them do whatever. And that is amazing because he actually has talented actors who want to work with him. Because he's not, at least from what I've heard, I don't think he's that big of a dick. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's very much of like a perfectionist and is great at stealing things. I think he's a master, like, thief. Like, he steals so many pop culture references, so many, like, historical references in terms of, like, even Baroque oil paintings. Um, But, yeah, it was just a good time. And I can tell that a lot of the actors seem like they enjoyed the film and being mm. part of that process as well. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the general sentiment is he's a very much an actor's director. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you can tell because, you know, uh, DiCaprio came back to work with him. Samuel L. Jackson's been back to work with him tons yeah, yeah. of times. He's a very popular director to work with because he gets a lot out of, a lot of performance out of his actors. And I agree that he's kind of like a master t- thief. His filmmaking is less like... He definitely has his own style, but it's kind of like a mosaic of different styles different like t- different directions from different genre films that he's picked up over the years and i guess you could say the same about more directors but mm-hmm. like when he does it 
it's very deliberate. Like he'll show you a shot that is meant to slap you in the face and say, "Hey, remember this movie? I remember that movie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember yeah. that movie? I made that one too. <laughs> hey, I I made those. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. He's like Nazis. You remember that one Nazi movie that some dude made? <laughs> yeah. You remember this shot that I've had in all of my films that like that like uh, two thirds like profile like uh, top down uh, isometric view? Yeah. That that here it is. It's it's going to be here twenty more times. Get ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Every single movie. Although he, the few times he does it in this movie, he does it as like a transition. He transitions into it and through it a few times. Mm. Especially, yeah, yeah. It's a, it was like the last shot of the film too. It was the last shot of the film. Remember mm-hmm. the isometric view? Above yeah, the house? yeah. Walking into yeah. the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves that shot, and he loves showing it to people. And this, and this movie is pretty gratuitous, but he does some nice transitions with it as well. No, he would have made it perfect. Just had a foot in there too, somewhere. Yeah, just the foot sticking yeah. out of the window. <laughs> That's the last shot of the film. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. What'd you think, Sam? Oh, for me, dude. Uh, I, I don't know if enjoy the film is correct. I think I did, but like for me, I first of all, it's very beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful film. It's shot well. There's a lot of like everything from the the framing, the composition, um, what's everything, the details, the set. It just feels real. It feels like mm. a real piece of life that someone lived and you're just there for the ride and you're you're witnessing it it's not like you're watching a movie you're never at least for me i wasn't really broken from the immersion when i was watching it uh but one thing i think i share with isaiah is i think there's a lot of people who watch this film who who are gonna walk away and not really know what to take out of it because for most movies there's like a thread that you can follow from start to finish like or maybe more than one thread. And this one, this movie, there's a lot of threads in the film. Uh, they're not necessarily introduced at the start. But uh, it also doesn't really end. So, like... Yeah, a lot of them don't go anywhere. Yeah, a lot of them don't go anywhere. So, like, as a moviegoer, I'm watching this, and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to feel or think or, like, <laughs> even what is going on. <laughs> like, so, but but here's the part. So, like... For a regular filmmaker, if I felt that, I would trash the movie right away. That's like Suicide Squad levels of bad. For for this one, mm-hmm. you can, f- at least for me, I felt there was like in- intentionality behind every scene and every everything that looked disjointed didn't feel disjointed to me completely because I felt like it had a purpose. I just didn't know what. Like When I was watching the movie, the vibe that I got from it was he's he's just making fun of everything. That's what I got. I might be completely wrong, but when I was watching it, it felt like Tarantino kind of making almost a satire in the way even the film was made to kind of make fun of everything from Hollywood to just movies in general to the audience. And, like, it's always there. Like, I know in the back of my mind that there's something big here. I just don't know what it is yet. I might have to think about it more or watch the movie another time, but it's there. Kind of like when I watched The Last Jedi. And I was like, I was like, there's, there's something, I think I don't like this movie, but I don't, I don't know why. Until like, I'm not sure yeah, why. I'm not sure why. I'm not saying it's a bad movie, right? Uh, I just like, there's, I, I don't understand why, but I think there's something bad here. It tricked me though. <laughs> it tricked me. So the same thing with Tarantino's film, except like, I know there's something, 
at play here. Um, that's really smart. I'm just not smart enough to get it right now. Or maybe that's the point. Maybe. He wants you to think that, that it's so a point? smart that you don't understand. <laughs> when it literally is him making fun of you for trying to find a meaning. Uh, that said, all of that yeah. aside, yeah, uh, I, I think I did enjoy the movie. Uh, I really like the slow pacing of it because... It was too slow. I actually enjoy that because uh, instead of it always trying to have a point or like a moral or just explosions or fight scenes, it's just a slice of life. You know, yeah. like to me, it was a slice of life, especially that scene where he's talking to that girl actor, <laughs> an annoying girl actor. But like <laughs> that, if you watch that, it didn't, the camera didn't move. The edit was a long edit. There was no cuts. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. S- and to me, I kind of I appreciated that because the movie wants you to live where they're shooting. Like it's, it's a real place with real mm-hmm. people and it feels real to me. So uh, for me, though, the length was an issue. I was actually like immersed in the film I just you know after the film ended I was just like uh, other than it being like a slice of life I was like oh there's something there I just can't I couldn't grasp it anyways um yeah I think in general most of Tarantino's films have a lot of subtext like he'll write the script will probably be like twice as long as what's actually on screen because he'll -hmm. write a lot of actor motivation and subtext like uh Famously, an example is from Kill Bill. <clears throat> the subtext for when he fights, when the bride fights Ellie Driver in the trailer park, or in the trailer with the two swords. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the subtext for that is that a Hanzo sword must always draw blood before you sheath it. Hanzo. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's the yeah. subtext that he wrote into yeah. the script. And Ellie Driver takes out the sword and then doesn't blood it and then puts it back. So she starts the fight with negative karma. And nowhere in the film do they ever mention this, but it's in the script. Wow, that's a deep cut. Just as like a little subtext. Yeah, it's just a little bit of like actor motivation, and just like nobody might ever ever know about it unless you read the script itself. But in every Tarantino film, you have to think about these little things. Like, okay, here's the scene, and then here's all the subtext for the scene, and then there's like that layer of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's just the kind of filmmaker Tarantino is. Like people yeah. have questioned him in the past. Like, why do you write all this extra little stuff? In the script, and he says, "Well, it's, it's part of the story. Every story yeah. has has parts that you don't don't necessarily see, but it still mm-hmm. motivates I the scene." Completely agree, because every every scene that I saw, like I felt like there's something there. There's a reason for that to be there. Even the title, "Once Upon a Time in Hollywood," kind of. Well, the title is uh, is the final payoff. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I guess if we're going to talk about this. We should put go into spoiler territory, right? The ending? Yeah. Okay. It ties directly oh, okay, into the okay. ending. All right, guys. We're going to talk about the ending. You might want to skip ahead maybe about 10 minutes or so. Oh, it might be longer. It might be longer. <laughs> I think it's going to be significantly longer. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Amazing. Okay, so... Yeah. Wait, let's just so say by the ending is amazing and you, it's worth watching blind. Yeah. Don't read reviews. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, don't. If, yeah. You, if you haven't... If you don't know anything about the movie except the fact that it's in Hollywood and about some actors, then just leave it like that because yeah. the ending is quite a surprise. <laughs> um, uh. So, okay, getting into it, the movie is about a time period in Hollywood. It's about like a transition between actors and mm-hmm. the central hook, the central plot thread is about the uh, Manson family murders and uh, Sharon Tate, Sharon Tate yeah. and her friends that were murdered in their home by the Manson family. 
And uh, the reason it's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is that uh, Tarantino is just basically turning this story into a fairy tale because he is like Hollywood's biggest fan. And he mm-hmm. absolutely hated what happened to those young people. Mm-hmm. So this film is kind of like a fairy tale what if, kind of like um, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Bastards. Like, it's just an alternate retelling. It's a way through fiction of working through that story and just showing showing love to the victims and then a lot of disregard to the Manson family. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's so oh. Tarantino really nails this and I really appreciated it. Um, part of a big problem with the way we deal with disasters and tragedies like this is there's this almost romantic view that people get mm-hmm. about murderers yeah. And like just like the bastards of the world. Yeah. Like a fixation. Yeah. yeah. Like if there's a murder, like the news will be on fire about it forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. if there's a right. shooting, you know, there'll be, they'll be yeah. like, there's, there was like a whole crowd of people that are absolute retards. <laughs> and I don't use that word lightly that were, were literally, um, fixated on the uh, Boston Bombers, those two kids. Yeah, yeah. They were very sympathetic towards them and said, oh, they're so cute and uh, oh. so passionate about what they do. And it was just, it's just so disgusting. And yeah. it's this fixation and this like um, constant focus on the deed itself, which kind of empowers it, right? It empowers yeah. the negativity. Yeah. And what, what Tarantino did very well is he basically turned the Mansons into like a big joke. You, they're kind of mention it. They're kind of like, clowns in this movie, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. They're kind oh, of so you don't even see Charles Manson, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that, but yeah, like, like, but they're all kind of incompetent and weird and really clowns. Messed up, yeah. They're, they're yeah. basically clowns. They're like the fools, right? Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the ending is his own thing. But even without that ending, you kind of understand that it's like, um, I don't know if emasculating is the right word. But t- taking away any glory that they may have, any yeah. any worship they might have, because they're just idiots. <laughs> they're just That's a idiots. great point. Like you don't you don't give them anything. You just you just portray them as a joke. That that takes all the all the power away from that act. I, I love the girl who's like, "Oh man, I forgot my knife." <laughs> like, oh, here's the keys, and she's like, "Bye, peace, <laughs> peace." <laughs> what do we do now? Well. Well, we'll just we'll just keep going, and then I we'll just we walk just away. And yeah. Run. <laughs> we'll hitchhike our way out. Yeah. Back. yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? What do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. And it's a fairy tale, so it's once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah, it's just so a good. modern. It's just a retold fairy tale. That's mm-hmm. like the that's like the main payoff, the most simplistic feel. But. I guess we just skip ahead to that final scene because, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Just slow build. Oh my! And then it's like, oh, it was like it was like moving at like a like a slow crawl, like this like a slow snail. burn all the way to the end, and then it's like somebody sprinted up to your face and hit you with a brick, <laughs> or or a can of dog food. Yeah, or a can. That of was all brutal. And the girl's like screaming, and her face is all messed up, and yeah. it's just like. Oh, but you yeah. know it was coming because he had it in his hand. Yeah, they they but, built up to that. Yeah. They built up like a whole movie towards that. Like yeah. he was feeding his dog earlier in the film, and they make a whole big deal about showing him dumping yep, it out. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. It's like this giant, like wet dog food thing, like glop. <laughs> <laughs> just 
like this, this, this great sound effect, like splorking down. And he always did too, because if he had emptied the only one can, you know, mm-hmm. he has no can to throw at a girl's face. Yeah. Oh man. But I love the switch where it's like, oh, he's high, he doesn't care, yeah. and then it's just like, boom, and he kills everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's oh, like, my oh my god. I was telling Sam, I was like. In the beginning, they like allude to him. He's like, "Oh, he's the wife killer," and he's smashing this girl's face into the fireplace. And I was like, "Yep, he definitely murdered his wife." <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the plots that kind of doesn't ever resolve. It doesn't. They yeah. show you. They make. They do but a he flashback. Has to have killed her. Did you see that? Yet? I mean, he was never, high the time. Never, yeah. I guess they play with your expectations. Yeah, there. yeah. Because they show you that shot, like that flashback, very deliberately early yeah, in the movie. Yeah. They just never really paid off yep. until the, uh-huh. that last few minutes. You're like, man, he brutalized that. Yeah. <laughs> like that dog. Oh, my God. That John like Wick dog. John Wick's old dog. John Wick's old dog. Yeah. The dog. just like John Wick's old dog. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that's deliberate. Nuts. I wonder if that's deliberate. If he Maybe. made an homage to John Wick. That would be like even more respect for me. Yeah, because the dog was yeah. buying that dude's nuts, dude. Like that yeah, only happens like, in John, John Wick. <laughs> I don't think. It, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that in another movie. Yeah, can you? Yeah, no, no, not really. Oh, was, I was like in the theater. I'm just like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh, many special. It happened yeah. so many times too. I was like, ah. <laughs> no, please. Like there was like. A lot of very lingering shots and some brutal wounds. Yeah. yeah like the girl's broken face. Yeah. The, the girl gets torched in the pool. Oh, oh my god. god. That <laughs> scene is so good because, like, you see Leonardo run away and you think he's going to go cower, right? Well, I thought yeah. that was the turning point. I thought see, it, was go- it was a joke. Uh-huh. I suspected that the whole scene was a joke up until that point. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, okay. It's like, oh, he's probably just high. Yeah. Whatever, just well, because the girl is overreacting and she's screaming and like shooting the pistol in the air. I mean, I would too if I got like a can in the face and a dog biting me everywhere. But like, yeah, you're right. I thought it was going to be like a humorous payoff somewhere. Well, and it's like, I, I, uh, I wasn't yeah. sure if they're, they're, he was riding a fire light because it was yeah. so violent. Yeah. It was verging on comedy. And then the flamethrower yeah. came out, and you're like, okay. I like that she's in the pool. Too. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't dump, like, duck down when she catches a fire. She just, like, screams. And, like, there's, like, <laughs> oh, man, there's, there's so many misdirections in that scene because the radio fell into the pool, so you would think that someone would get electrocuted, right? Even though that doesn't happen in real life, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, movie logic, you know, like, something like that would happen. But, no, the flamethrower comes out of nowhere. <laughs> There's so many ways that scene could have gone. Yeah. And that was the last one. I was yeah. <laughs> not what I expected. I was like, oh, like, he's running to hide. As yeah. Like, oh, he's running no. to hide. Is he going to get a gun? Yeah. Is she going to shoot him? Oh, no, he has a flamethrower. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! Uh, it's brilliant because it plays off of a scene where he actually uses the flamethrower in the movie and he's practicing with it and he's like, can you make this any less hot? And it's like... <laughs> Rick, it's a flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you're right. Oh, you're right, you're right. Right, right. Oh. It's, it's interesting because uh, they set up a lot of stuff in the movie, and this is one of the few that pays off. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's one of the few big payoffs. So I guess the whole game, the whole movie is a game of misdirection. Cause, yeah. Um, you would call this generally like a Chekhov's gun as a trope. Yeah, yeah. A Chekhov's gun. They show you something, and you're like, okay. 
that's going to be important in like 40 minutes mm-hmm. in your head. And they showed you the flamethrower, and you're like, is this just a character moment? <laughs> I guess. And then it pays off later. You're like, oh, he has he actually has a flamethrower. I- and he knows how to use it. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Or I love how you see the dog be so obedient through the entire film. He was such a good boy. And yeah. Then, and then he just snaps. And he's like, okay. And he just straight up murders everyone. <sighs> Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Amazing. John Wick. John Wick. John but yeah, Wick. like, man, yeah, you don't see it coming. Like, I don't think us talking about it could ever do it justice as to you watching that scene blind for the first time. Yeah. Because there's no, there's no warning that it's going to happen. The ramp up is so the, fast. Yeah. Like, you know, something's going to happen, but not to that extent. Like, the tension builds and builds, and then it, like, goes full throttle so fast. (laughs) Goes to 11. It goes from 0 to 11 right away. Like, Like to over 9,000. Over 9,000, yeah. That was amazing. That was amazing. And then it's funny because, like, after that scene ends, they're just talking to their neighbors like nothing happened. (laughs) So, yeah, I got the flamethrower out. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, from the movie? Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Oh my gosh! I mean, I I like that ending too because it, it ended on kind of like this hopeful note where, uh, you know, Leonardo's character was kind of in a situation where he didn't know if he could act anymore because he was coming back to the states from acting all the, in the, in those spaghetti westerns, right? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, "My career is over. Yeah, my career this. is over. That's why he was gonna mm-hmm. sell the house, get a condo, fire his friend." And then Sharon Tate welcomes him in, knowing that you know. She's married to a director, one of the hotshot directors yeah. of that time. Roman Polanski. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is that a real guy? Who is now, <laughs> yeah, who is now famous for having raped a young girl and then been in oh. exile in France. I think. Oh, my. All right. Um, uh, that's that not true? shown in the movie. Uh, Roman, I'm gonna, I need to look this up so I don't I know make Weinstein's a false accusation. All right, all right. Well, <laughs> while we go on that tragic note... <laughs> But yeah, hopefully not. Uh, The movie does end on that hopeful note. It's like all these these threads where, you know, you're dealing with obscurity, being obscure, like not mattering anymore. Or I think more than that, it's like what happens after you've hit your peak. Yes. And now you're in the lows of what you perceive as like the lows of your life. Will you again be able to like resurrect yourself into a better person or and like jumpstart your career, jumpstart your life? Or will you just fade into nothingness yeah and especially like when he's having that conversation with the little girl yeah. about the novel it's like yeah. and he starts crying yeah, like, oh that's so, so good it's gonna be you in 18 years she's like what it's like no it's a joke it's a joke yeah i'm just teasing you i'm just teasing you just teasing you yeah, yeah. but it's that's so true good. yeah so true young kids in hollywood yeah. man and uh, crazy. I love it because, you know, like you would think that this is going to be like this main thread or this deep th- theme. And Tarantino's like, nope, just like life. It's like, doesn't really matter. And then it goes into a different scene, a different thread. And it's done yeah. well. It's not done in like a wasteful manner. It's not done in like a disrespectful manner. It's just, yeah. it's just how life is. And I think because of all those threads... Because you think everything's important, you focus so much more. Because you're like, oh, this must have a payoff. And for me, at least, that made me focus much more on every scene. And in the end, it's like three-fourths of them don't pay off at all. (laughs) And I was like, this is a three-hour movie and there's no payoffs. (laughs) 
Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's probably one of the main messages. It's like, enjoy what's happening here. It doesn't need to have, like, a greater meaning. Um, or it's like life sometimes to just, yeah, doesn't have a meaning. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a, Man. yeah, it's just a fun movie. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say fun in the traditional sense, because, again, it's three hours long. It's pretty slow. Um, I would love to hear, like, my parents' opinion on this, because... They, people who've seen and like grew up in that time no not not necessarily that uh perspective but more like how how boring are they going to find this <laughs> <laughs> you know english isn't their primary language it's true, it's true. uh yeah. you know they like k-drama so like this is a totally different like mm-hmm. area of film they did like aquaman though it's gonna put throw it in there really yeah i mean it is both a class a and class c movie at the yeah, same time at the same time yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is the is it the worst best movie or the best worst movie of oh. all time? Uh, I don't know if I don't know if it's good enough for either of those. Types. It's like a best yeah. worst movie. Yeah, it's it's more that than worst best movie, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Amber Heard ruins everything. I'm sorry. She good reminds me of the dude in the saloon. Yeah. He's just like. So what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> Who's this guy again? Oh, and then Timothy Oliphant shoots him from behind the back. Yeah. I think he's just making fun of Westerns because it's like, yeah, that's so ridiculous. I think I enjoyed this movie less because I don't have the context necessary. Like, I don't have knowledge of all these other Westerns going into this film. So I think that if you have that background, I think that this movie will become a lot better for you. Certainly, right. if you have like, uh, if you're deeper steeped in like the iconography of the film, yeah, yeah. absolutely, it's probably it's probably it speaks to you more. But I think it, it still works fine as like the straightforward, like the, if you just follow the main storyline, I think it works. Yeah, yeah. The, the, mostly just because of the last fifteen minutes. Of yeah, the film, honestly. <laughs> also, I think the movie is brilliant in that it it gives you a little bit of context very subtly. It doesn't treat you as stupid, but like. Mm-hmm. One example is, for for instance, let's say you don't know who Sharon Tate is, all right? So they're like, who is this character that Margot Robbie is playing? And then there's a scene where she's just going out, and she sees a movie poster of herself, and she goes in to watch yeah. the movie. So, like, that gives context that this person is an act, actor, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's brilliant, because that scene gives her a little bit of character. It's just a person doing something a regular person would do in their lifetime, right? Just spending the day. There's no greater meaning there, or there doesn't have to be, but it gives context. It gives a little bit of context to that character. So did, did you know yeah. about the Manson Murders before going into this movie? I knew that he had, like, a cult going on, and he killed some people, but that's all I know. So if you, did, if you knew nothing yeah. about the murders, if you know nothing about Sharon Tate... It's probably very confusing going yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the way through the end because yeah. you, you, you're not sure where the thread connects. And the thread connects in, in that it's a giant misdirect because the whole movie you're expecting, like they're building her up as like this good person. And, and they yeah. build this whole story around yeah. her, all of her And then she's going to die. <laughs> and then she's like pregnant and then yeah. you're like getting this horrible feeling in your gut. Uh-huh. You're like, oh no, Tarantino, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> No, and then and then Brad Pitt just murders. Him. Yeah, I thought they were gonna go into her house, but they go into Brad Pitt's house. I was like, "You idiots! You went to the wrong house." Oh, you! Don't I was like, like when they're talking, like on that walk up to the driveway. I'm like, wait, did, did they say they're gonna kill? Uh, 
like Brad Pitt instead, and no, like, those no, two. No, no. Who were they? No, they were talking about killing the because uh, they knew him from the western, right? Oh, uh, Rick. Yeah, Rick. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were gonna kill Rick instead. I'm like, wait, uh-huh. that's not how this goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, I, then it slowly started dawning on me, and it was only until. It was only until Brad Pitt was standing giggling at them yeah. in the <laughs> living room that I'm like, oh, I kind of, oh, I see what's happening yeah, now. Yeah. I kind of saw it. I didn't really isn't, see it until. Isn't that just like a pointed statement and he's like, oh, you guys are clowns. And he's literally just laughing at them. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how I would see that. Or like another thing is there's so many misdirects too because the fire thrower, flamethrower scene. The girl actually points the gun at Leonardo. So I thought there was a small chance that she could get a shot off. And uh-huh. that it would blow up the flamethrower and that he would die. But yeah. no, he just like shoots her with flame in the face <laughs> and then she's burned to a crisp. In a swimming pool. In a swimming pool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a swimming in pool. A swimming it's pool. just so ridiculous. Uh, I mean, that's, that's 100% deliberate. Yeah. Like, yeah. You are so dumb that you literally will not duck into water <laughs> when you're on fire. Yeah. yeah. That's how dumb you are. I think it's pretty much like Tarantino saying, like, this is what I think of you and what you did. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Like, yeah, like you brought exactly. up earlier. That makes so much more sense to me because I know about the Manson murders, but it never connected to me that it was like, oh, this is about the murders of, like, Sharon Tate. And, yeah. <laughs> like, that never connected until just now when you mentioned that. I was like, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, I understand yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the Manson family, did you notice all the Dutch angles and every shot? Every of the shot back family? and forth. <laughs> I was like, I bro, thought, is this Thor 1? <laughs> I thought, I'm like, I thought, I, I kept thinking back to yeah. all the other Tarantino films to think if I remember him ever using that before. And I feel like he, do, he if he's done it, it's extremely sparingly. Mm. He never really uses Dutch angles. Yeah, I think I think it was a joke. Yeah. I think that was part of the joke. I think this whole <laughs> right? movie is full of jokes that we just don't get yet. I think it was just the cinematic, like, look, this these are the bad guys. I have to film them in Dutch angles every single shot. <laughs> I'm creating tension in the frame. <laughs> Uh, I think that's part of the joke. And yeah, it's kind I think of, so. I it's think kind so. of wonderful. The slow buildup to the long misdirect where he goes into the hall, and he's like, "Oh, Fred, you're you're just snapping." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Playing suspenseful yeah, music yeah. for like five minutes, mm-hmm. building up to him going in there, and he's actually literally just snapping. He's just yeah. literally. Fine. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why the redhead was acting like that. Wasn't he actually murdered by the Manson family? In, in the, uh, I have no I idea. Know. Maybe. I don't know. Probably. That Maybe that's what they're playing off of. Maybe that should have right. been the first the first sign that everything was a red herring. Yeah. yeah. Or a ginger herring. A ginger herring. Because <laughs> that's blind. ginger, yeah. <laughs> I'm blind, not deaf. A ginger, a ginger girl. Yeah. That was so, that was so strange. Yeah, like... Oh, man. <laughs> the girl who's like, you want me to suck your dick while you're driving? <laughs> and well, he's like, how old are you? <laughs> I'm not going to jail for Poontang. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a jab at Roman Polanski. Because Roman Polanski, I did look it up. He did get charged in 1977. Oh, oh no. Drugging and oh, raping no. a 13-year-old girl. Yeah, so that happened. God. He also directed The Pianist in 2002. So make of that with what, really? what you will. Do you know what's really random? I saw a museum showcasing a lot of the pieces from the pianist in Germany. I don't know why this is pertinent, mm. but I just thought it was really interesting. 
Wow, he was a rapist. <laughs> yeah, My how about goodness. that? How about that? Yeah. What the? I don't think he's a hundred percent a dick, but that's a pretty terrible thing to do. That's a really bad that's thing messed to do, up. Bro. And also, like that young, how much of a loser you gotta be that you can't you can't like win over a young kid who doesn't know any better? You gotta drug him too. Like that's next next level like scumbaggery. Yeah, I don't know. He is a very talented filmmaker, but that is a that's fairly terrible. Just a terrible human being. Yeah. Wow. Oh goodness, that's kind of hmm, maybe yeah, maybe that is a reference to him. Uh, I definitely felt it was weird because yeah. that scene where they're like, you "Want me to suck your dick?" I'm like, "Oh, is this is this Tarantino just showing us some more fetishes, <laughs> flashing them out there for us?" Uh, like, How old are you? I'm like, "Oh, okay." All right, Brad Pitt. Okay, okay. <laughs> Man. Um, does she show up again in the movie after that? I don't think nah, so. Not really, I don't yeah. think she... After they go to the farm. It's not her. That's not her in the final scene, right? No. 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 <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Man, what a... They just kind of set that up? Yeah, they and set And don't up. pay it off. Of it. And it's just and like, oh, okay. okay. And then she just disappears yeah. from the movie. Yeah, she's just gone. <laughs> gone forever. <laughs> Like a lot of things and a lot of characters. Absolutely. Um, like the whole, like most of the threads that follow through. Sharon Tate is the only constant, I think, through the whole movie, and she still disappears for like a good sixty minutes at one point. I think. Yeah, she's just she's yeah. just not there for yeah, like sixty yeah. minutes. Well, I um, thought it was so strange. I remember telling both of you this in the theater. I was like, like they haven't shown a close up of Margot Robbie until like an hour in. Yeah. Did you notice that... Like, that uh, was so weird to me. Yeah. Did you notice that when she went to watch the movie, it was actually Sharon Tate? In the movie? In the movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, that was okay. the original. Yeah. real footage. That's real footage. And they kind of talk about it, too. They're like, oh, are you sure you're that girl? Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah they kind of They're, they're pointing them. that out as well. <laughs> yeah. So many little things, man. Yeah. Lots of little stuff like that. Oh, that, that's great, because I was looking at the movie, I'm like, this doesn't look like Margot Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> that's not her. It's that's weird, because everyone else... Yeah, is inserted as themselves into the movies, yeah. the posters, all the artwork, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like when they did that little little flash alternate reality flashback to the Great Escape with with Leo DiCaprio <laughs> inserted in the scene. I'm like, why are we watching this? This is so weird. <laughs> he's like, he's like so imagining detail, himself yeah. as as uh, Steve McQueen in in the Great Escape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What is happening? <laughs> like, this is really oh. random. Um. I don't know. It's it's just the hallmark of Tarantino's films. They're very indulgent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indulgent yeah. is the best word I can like. If he th- if he has a shot or a thing he wants to do, he will just he'll just do it and <laughs> and hold on it for a while. <laughs> for a especially long time. feet. Yes. yes. Every time, like maybe fifty percent of the time, there's a transition. Where somebody has to move from A point to B point. Yeah, yeah. Like George Lucas would just shoot it with two cameras and shoot it in the wide, and people would walk across the green. <laughs> yeah. Tarantino would drop so the camera true. to foot level and just watch these characters feet. feet first. Yeah. They're either introduced feet first, or they're introduced with a full shot, and then it'll pan down to their feet, and then they'll move, and then the camera moves back up to their face. <laughs> and you're like, it's Tarantino, stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I feel like I'd be really uncomfortable. Like, 
being asked to film something like that. <laughs> I mean, if I were an actor, I'd, I'd make sure every single day my feet were in tip-top shape. Oh, if some of the feet were in tip-top shape. Every day. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, man, why are you coming in every day? It's like, oh, I'm working with Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> it's a must. <laughs> it's actually in yeah. the clause that I had to sign. <laughs> It needs to have it's like the Tom Cruise motorcycle. Yeah, when I saw a motorcycle in there, I thought of Tom Cruise. The first thing that popped into my mind, like oh, I thought John Wick. Oh, you thought John Wick. Instead okay. of the motorcycle, though, it's just feet. Yeah, it's just feet. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Is so... it Margot Robbie's feet in the theater too? As she's watching herself. Yep, she's got yeah, her, her feet kicked up. Kicked up. Yeah, I'm like, that's weird, dude. Seat. Who does that in the theater? Yeah, no one. It's just like, Tarantino's like, yeah. I want to see your feet. Pop them up. <laughs> I Yo, need them in major, the shot. Major props to Margot Robbie though, because she is an Australian, yeah. and I always forget that. Yeah, because yeah. she's got yeah. a thick accent too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a little bit of a bogan. Australia. Yeah. Um, Man, absolutely lovely in this film. Although she doesn't really get that many speaking lines. No. Right. Yeah, not really. And their her character. I feel like it's just the insert. I like it's not. It's not like. Well, she's just, just the giant red herring. Right? Yeah, 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 red herring. It's yeah, a big red herring. The entire film. Yeah, the whole time I was confused. I'm like, why are they establishing so much of her backstory when it's like, I don't think she's an important character. Right. Yeah. She was supposed to, like it was. It was, it was like she's supposed to be. <laughs> the big red herring at the end. Yeah. It was like they're building up to her murder, and then you're like, wait a minute, Tarantino. <laughs> This guy. Oh, man. Yeah. I just remember the ending being like, man, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just sitting there like, what what did I just watch, man? What the? (laughs) How many times did Brad Pitt slam that woman's head? Oh, like seven, right? It was like... She was dead by the yeah, second Yeah, she was dead. So dead. And then, like, when he curb stomps that guy, too, I was like, oh, oh my God. That was brutal. <laughs> like, she slammed her head into the desk a few times, and then the fireplace mantle a few times. A, and then the a wall, picture, a picture frame, and then a wall, yeah. and then another wall. Yeah. And it's, like, leaving little blood splatters <laughs> every <laughs> single time. <sighs> like, it's, it's so violent that it's pure artistry. Oh. Yeah, it's Tarantino. That's absolutely. And, yeah. Mean, meanwhile, yeah. it's you know. Is this PG thirteen? Oh, it can't be. No way. There's no way. I need to look it up. Yeah, you gotta look it up. <laughs> that there's violent n- murder at the end. Yeah, there's no people way. Drop a, wait, people don't swear that much in this film. Mm, they said they swear a little bit, but not as much as like other Tarantino films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you get one fuck. Right, PG-13. Really? That's the rule? That's the rule. You use you one. Get one. You get one. You get one. You get one F-bomb. In That's The Martian, they so were allotted was... two. <laughs> really? Very, I remember but very specifically. was inaudible. <laughs> yeah. Great That's scene. such a weird rule. Like, I don't, I don't know, know why. why. It, it, somebody made it up at some point. They've kind yeah. of stuck with it. Like, if you're 13, you can only hear the F-word one time. But if you say it two times, you got to be 17. Uh, or rated R, right? For, for rated R, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, is it rated R? Or still looking? I'm still looking. Okay, no, it I'm has to be dude. That end scene is so brutal that I can't imagine that being PG-13. I mean, all of Tarantino's films are R, right? Except uh, for the old ones where the rating standard was different. Maybe Jackie I think Brown. Pulp Fiction is PG-13. 
No way. Because that was before PG-13 no, became I, I this strict. I think so. I think so. Like, I remember where, uh, what was that movie? The Imposter? Not The Imposter. Um, Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one-armed man kills his wife and then frames Harrison Ford's character. Uh, it's like that one-armed man did it. And it's like, sure, sure, buddy. No? Nope. Okay. <laughs> nope. Anyways. No yeah, anyways, that movie got our R rating back <laughs> in the day. They were pretty, they were stricter with the but rating system. But Die Hard system. was like PG-13, right? No, I think that was R. Really? Yeah, that has to be. Man. Um, no. No? The newer ones were PG-13. Yeah, like the newer ones. I'm, I'm talking about back in the day, they, they were more liberal with like giving Which movies R. Which is why he only says yippee motherfucker exactly once in the entire movie. <laughs> now that you think about it. Because that's the only F-bomb they can use. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man. Okay, I, I th- I'm pretty sure it's rated R. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's rated yeah. R. If it's rated PG-13, great kids movie. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Would recommend. Bring your kids to John Wick 3. Yeah. And <laughs> Once Upon a Time. Once Upon a Time, yeah. 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 Getting slowly stabbed in the eye and then repeatedly bit in the crotch by a dog and then getting your head smashed in a couple of times. Yeah. John Wick 3. Once Upon a Time. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Shazam 2. Getting your hip, head bit off and then your body thrown out the window. Perfect. That's what kids need. It's a beautiful movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what kids should, should grow up with. Yeah, we, we right. grew up watching these movies, and we're well, we're not normal, but <laughs> we survived. Hey, I would say we're dead. better than normal. <laughs> yeah, I think we've evolved into. I mean, uh, if you think yeah. back to your childhood and the movies you watched, which ones do you remember? RoboCop. RoboCop. <laughs> Terminator. Terminator. Starship oh. Troopers. Uh, Starship Troopers. Um, um, Alien. I remember Alien. I, I couldn't remember. watch it. It's too scary. <laughs> Did you watch Aliens? Oh, uh, that was too scary too. I couldn't do it. Well, have you have you watched them since? No, they're still. It's I still, still scary. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! This is why we can't watch Pandora, bro. Uh, Pandora's too scary, yeah. bro. It's not. It's not. Uh, I think I'd argue Shazam is only is equally scary what? nah nah I don't nah. know about that one gets like vaporized nah. by a door it's not scary it's just violent <laughs> you know I mean most of the Pandora is just violence yeah gore is fine <laughs> yeah, gore is fine gore is fine I remember watching a scene where the guy was like hiding from like an alien creature and then like you know I think he had a cell phone or something like a radio that went off and then the alien you know found him I think but I stopped watching him at that point <laughs> Oh, Too alien? Scary. Yeah, is there an alien uh, or like a creature? Yeah, an alien. I mean, the alien, the first movie. There's only one alien. Oh, I'm talking about Pandorum. Oh, and Pandorum. Yeah. I don't remember that bit. Okay. I mean, there's like the spooky, scary aliens pop up. Like, like there's some tension early in the movie. But once they pop up, like it's spooky for a little bit. But like once you've seen the monster, it's less scary, right? Yeah. And once you've seen them, they're kind of everywhere, and you're like, okay, now it's just violence. Like <laughs> just people. what I want. <laughs> no, it's just violence. Uh, I mean, you have you have to watch Alien and Aliens. At gotcha, some point. gotcha. Just because they're so important for sci-fi movies yeah, since then. Yeah. Especially Aliens. If you if you wa- watch Aliens and then go play StarCraft. Oh yeah. I invite you to watch Aliens and then go play StarCraft. The, the dirty, slimy aliens. Like, archetype probably came from that movie. No, there are literally lines in the video game stolen straight from the movie. Oh, really? Okay. okay. Like, I read you 5 by 5 and uh, um, 
Oh man, what else is there's there's a lot. Okay, mm. there's a lot that they straight up steal from the movie, and in fact, like the entire concept. Um, originally, Aliens versus this is going to be a little bit of a tangent, but originally, Aliens versus Predator was supposed to be based off of the Warhammer universe, which was okay. going to be the Terrans mm-hmm. versus like orcs or what? Terrans versus like the uh, Xenomorphs. I don't remember uh, Tyranids, Terrans, Tyranids, and um, the Eldar. I don't know any of these. <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally, it's literally the Terrans, the Protoss, yeah. and the, oh, sorry, okay, okay, they're okay. literally the same thing. All right, and they couldn't get the rights for it because um, Games Workshop are a bunch of dickheads. So instead, they made up uh, aliens, predators, and, and humans, and that turned into the movie Aliens, and that's kind of where the games went. Uh, same thing with. Um, oh. Um, that that's also what happened with with the game StarCraft. They, they originally wanted to do Warhammer, but they couldn't get the licensing rights, so it was just a ripoff of Warhammer. I'm glad. I'm glad StarCraft is awesome. Yeah, original. <laughs> yeah, like all these things were originally going to be Warhammer, and Games Workshop are just a bunch of dickheads. So, and then we got the. Oh no, we haven't gotten a Warhammer movie yet. We got a Warcraft movie that was. Warcraft. Dude, I watched that movie. If you, you, if you guys want to cover it, I'm down. You watched it? You watched yeah. it? Did you oh pay money my. for that? I did. Oh, oh my God. Sam. <laughs> Why? I, I rented it from Redbox. Oh, no. Yeah. I want, I was curious. Was it worth your $1? Um, hmm. Uh, uh, I'll say like 50 cents, maybe. <laughs> It was not as bad as you think. All that hesitation leads me to believe otherwise. Uh, I, I promise you, it's at least two Suicide Squads. At least, at least two. At least, yeah. At least. That's very, that's a very high rating. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. It's uh, not as bad as you think. That is a very yeah. high rating. I think it's one of the better video game movies out there. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Sam, wow! Is it better than Alien vs. Predator? Because um, <laughs> that's also a video game. Movie. Okay, no, no, that's you set the standards too high now. <laughs> An unreachable height. That's, that's like the best romance movie. Of all time. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, you know, like one of my favorite romance movies is Kill Bill Two. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a love story. It's a great love story. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Tangents. 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 I mean. It, just a really small tangent because this is on Tarantino anyway. So Isaiah told me that they're making a Kill Bill three, right? They're yes. talking about yeah, it. but Bill is dead. They killed Bill already, <laughs> so they can't call it Kill Bill three. They call it Kill Bill Junior. Yeah, Kill Bill Junior, or like <laughs> they uh, killed the child, or like we killed Bill. <laughs> you know, like it could be the little um, the little girl after. He, remember when she ki- she kills her mom? That would be a really interesting storyline. Oh. Is if the girl grows up and she's like, I need revenge, so she goes back to kill um, the bride. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? No. Okay, like she the, goes to the house and she's to... like, Hey, what's up? You remember me? Remember how you like knocked me out? And then she throws the the other girl through the table. I don't remember. And this is the black chick. Like, Wait, like she a, fights her like at her house. house. Wait, there's is a that black one chick. Or two? Yeah, that, that's, that's. I'm pretty sure that's two. Is that two? Pretty sure that's Man, I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it. I just remember gratuitous blood everywhere uh, for number one, and then number two, she kills Bill. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's in two, but like, like the it starts out. Um, 
like they they're fighting they have knives out and then like a little a little girl comes out she's like a little black girl and she's like what are you doing with mommy and then they just kind of stop fighting and mm-hmm. uh, go into the kitchen and she's like grabbing a box of cereal that's called uh blamo cereal or something <laughs> Lucio's, Lucio O's, Lucio O's. No, but it was like some really funny yeah. name called like Explodios or Blamos okay. or something. There's a pistol in it, and she turns to try to shoot her, but she misses, and the bride just like throws a knife in her chest. And then the little girl comes in, and she's just staring at her, mm-hmm. and Uma Thurman's like, "If you're still pissed off about this when you grow up, come find me." Yeah, so oh. that would be a good movie. <laughs> so it's not Kill Bill anymore. It's Kill. What's her character's Kill name? Bride. The Kill bride. the Bride. Beatrix Kiddo. Okay. Kill kiddo. <laughs> Kill kids. Kill kids. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That got dark real quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> man. But that would be a really good movie. Yeah, it could be fun. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that, that actress sure. is probably very nearly as old enough, too, if they just want to use her. Because right. Kill Bill 2, was that... Oh. I barely remember what happened in that film. I think that's... Oh, like what year was that? 2008? I want to say 2008. I want to say eight as well. That sounds about right around that time. So, yeah, she could be like... Yeah. She could be like 18 now. Yeah, maybe around 18. 2004. Yeah. Oh, so she could be like 22. <laughs> she could be like 20. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> this can happen. We gotta hit up Tarantino right now. <laughs> Tarantino, we have a We've brand a spanking new idea for you. <laughs> idea for you, man. Yeah. I know you tied a little bit of it in your old film, but uh, I think this is a new original idea. Yeah. I think it's in contact with Uma Thurman. Or, or yeah, yeah. Bill comes back to life, and it's called Bill Kill because Bill's gonna go around and kill people now. <laughs> Bill Kill Two. Bill, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zombie movie. Yep, uh, Zombie Land Two. He hasn't done a zombie movie yet. He hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't. Uh, He's done a lot of period pieces now. <laughs> He's done... This This is almost like a semi-Western. Yeah. Yeah, It yeah. covers so much Westerns. It's like, uh, instead of a spaghetti Western, it's yeah. like... <sighs> what is like a good... Dude, I, I like how... I think you yeah. wrote the... Kahuna Western, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think you wrote the whole script to Django while listening to Spaghetti like in Japan while listening to the soundtrack from Spaghetti Westerns because you found it in some soundtrack stores over there wow Tarantino's so weird dude. he's such a weird you're guy you're such a weird dude he loves feet so much <laughs> <laughs> that's how he casts like <laughs> actors is show me your feet you're hired <laughs> like it's something I noticed he doesn't ask for headshots he just asks for feet shots yeah. <laughs> Something you slowly notice more and more yeah. in his films. It's like he's just embraced it more and more. He's like, not ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> like it was it was pretty in your face in like Kill Bill, right? There's like a bunch of scenes like when she gets out of the hospital and you just there's just a, like a block shot of her feet. And she's like we're trying to wiggle her toes. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. It's just her feet. <laughs> and uh, you're like, huh, this is a weird shot. Mm-hmm. And then it just gets Every movie, he just doubles down on it a little bit more. <laughs> he's just committing to it, man. By, by the 10th film, and he's definitely making one more, it's just going to be like... All like feet? Three hours, it's just people's feet. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's going to be full fight scenes. 
I'll, I'll make a bet. I'll make like a dollar yeah. bet. There's going to be like a full fight scene, and it's just going to be the feet. Like, they're going <laughs> to be feet. like you're going to see them like throw a kick, and just one foot leaves the frame, comes back down. You just hear like people a... bleeding and dying. I am, you know, like the, the ninjas fight scenes where like <laughs> doing the thing on the ground, like scrambling for mm-hmm. ground, or like walking on treetops. I yeah. imagine that film, but just showing their feet only. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's it's just he's gonna go ten for ten, <laughs> all feet all day. <laughs> that would be my, wild, man. That'd be wild. Oh my god, he would be like just jerking off. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> this is art. So <laughs> yeah. I dreamed of my entire life. This is why yeah. I became a director. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Feature film. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is he still going on about how he's only going to make ten films, or is that is that dead now? I don't know. That's what he's always said. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to hold himself to that, though. I don't know. Because that would mean Kill Bill would be his like last movie, then. Maybe. Oh, well, I wouldn't yeah. want Kill Bill to be his last film. Like, I wouldn't want that yeah. to be the end of Tarantino. Uh, yeah. well, ter- directors always make statements like this. Like, I'm going to retire after this. I'm going to retire after this. Like a. Like uh, Robert Redfield, he said he retired from acting and then he came back for Avengers Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I would come back. He's like, hell yeah, yeah. I'm going to be paid how much money for five seconds of dialogue? Hell yeah. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I like money. <laughs> I too like money. There are 130 <laughs> cast members? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 130 possible pairs of feet? Oh. Oh, that's what Tarantino's going to do next. <laughs> Oh my god, I would love Tarantino to do like a comic book movie. <laughs> like a Marvel. I guess he wouldn't work with Marvel. I don't think his style would match. I, I think like a uh, Booster Gold movie mention if Tarantino did that, probably fit better, right? Where's he would need a really yeah. weird character. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, I think there's a mutant that's literally a foot. <laughs> <laughs> that's too much. That's perfect. <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> Like I'm trying to think. Squirrel girl, a squirrel girl. Yeah, squirrel girl is still canonically one of the strongest superheroes in Marvel comics. <laughs> totally it makes squirrel sense. Squirrel girl. Yeah. Squirrel girl, dude. What does she do? She beat Thanos once, one on one. With what? The squirrels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think? <laughs> it's Marvel canon, dude. Yeah. That's amazing. This like, is the movie I want to see. Yeah. Like, in, like in, in all the official power rankings. Like, you'll see, like, oh, my God. You'll see, like, Molecule Man. You'll see, like, uh-huh. um, um, Nova. You'll see, like, the Phoenix Force. And then Squirrel Girl is, like, right up there. It's, like, right up there. You're uh, like, man, this is More this powerful than Captain Marvel? Absolutely, she is. Wow. Amazing. Captain Marvel has never taken Thanos on one-on-one. Squirrel Girl has. Wow. Amazing, dude. She's, she's, uh, she's the best. Man. <laughs> Why isn't there a movie? Because she's Squirrel Girl. She's too good for movies. You're right. You're right. right. She's too good for movies. She's too powerful. Just need Tarantino to pick that up, you know? I mean, I think she goes around barefoot. That could work. Yeah, that could. That could work. (laughs) I just remember the scene with all the hippie girls in the trash. Just all shots of feet. (laughs) It's just like all feet and Dutch (laughs) angles. That seemed weird to me initially, but now it makes sense. (laughs) It was all feet and Dutch angles. Like, I wasn't sure that... Because I knew they were going to introduce the Manson family at some point. I wasn't sure when it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And the, when that scene started, I'm like, oh, is this them? It's kind of weird. And then the Dutch angle started going. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, maybe. 
That's a lot of feet. A lot of Dutch angles. Yeah, I like how they're taking garbage out to eat, you know? Yeah. yeah. True hippies, man. Yeah, true hippies. true hippies. Just pulling out like a bu- bunch of grapes. I'm like, I don't know if a grape would be the thing I would pull out of the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> the girl with the bread's got the right idea, man. Yeah, the bread yeah. is in the bag, too. It's yeah. in a bag. Yeah. yeah. You know? Or the pickles in the jar. <laughs> yeah. Smart. That's uh, smart. The grapes, yeah. though. The grapes are yeah. fairly that grape girl, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's questionable in you. Yeah. Yeah, that's how she died, food poisoning. They just showed it on camera. <laughs> that's why she never came back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was trying to think if there was any other violence in this movie, and there was. when he re- The first time he goes to like their little ranch area, right? When he and punches it, the dude in the face. Oh, yeah. He like beats the crap out of him. Yeah. He literally lifts him up by his hippie hair. <laughs> he drags him by his hair. Yeah, he's like, girls? And, and he's like, one more step and I'll knock out his teeth. I was like, oh, you're a savage. I was so satisfied with that scene because they're a bunch of dickheads. Why would you stab a dude's tire and like be like, oh, it's funny, right? And then he just like, you're going to change this. And he's like, or what? And then he just beats the crap out of him. Like, heck yeah. <laughs> street justice. Absolutely. Yes. Having had, complete street yeah. justice. I don't know if I've had my tire slash. I've definitely had my car vandalized in one way or another. Oh, dang, okay. It's, it's a pretty keyed? bad feeling. I had my car keyed. Oh, yeah. keyed. <laughs> I mean, I've had... My car's oh, been man. backed into so many times. Oh, my. <laughs> like, if you park in, in Chicago... It's about to happen. You're, you're gonna yeah, get hit. You're right. Yeah. Mine's been sideswiped, like, in park position from people that don't know how to reverse... Like on both and they sides, just leave, right? at least three or four times on each side. My like goodness. I, I've, I've repaired it so many times, I just gave up. It's just, it's just got permanent dents now. I'm not going to pay for it anymore because people yeah, are there's, always. There's just no point. Me. Yeah. And then, like, I, I think I've had my tire slashed. I wasn't sure if it was slashed or if it was just a really bad puncture. The key I is to slash slashed. three tires because it's hard to collect insurance, and if you get all four, then you can collect insurance. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a pro but tip. I, you didn't. You didn't hear that from me, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. One tire is too easy because you could just replace it. Yeah, just. Pull but if you spare. get three, then you have to pay for a complete set. So you have to buy four tires. The real key is don't Sweet. drive on it. <laughs> don't drive on. Don't drive on rims, guys. Oh, you, I did it. If you, you get a flat, it? no. <laughs> did you wreck your rim? Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Also, there's a it did mess up the car. Yeah, yeah. of course, Sam. Yeah. Don't. Uh, a couple reasons. First, you're, you're at, le- at the very least going to mess up the wheel itself. Mm-hmm. The rubber is resp- replaceable fairly easily. You just get another tire. Yeah. But the rim can be very expensive. Yeah. Uh, that can be a hundred, a hundred something, or how'd you get around it, Sam? Did you have to replace the whole rim? No, I I used my spare tires rim, so I got no spare tire now. <laughs> Yolo. Yolo. Yolo, yeah. <laughs> and when you broke, you broke, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, a, lot of t- a lot of cars now don't have spares, which sucks. They don't Wait, have full spares. Why? They don't even have half-size spares. Saves don't weight. Half-size spares. I don't... What? A lot. Especially performance cars, dumb. but even some regular cars just don't have spares anymore. Because A, most people don't know how to do it. <laughs> That is true. Most people a literally lot of people don't know how to change tires. Like if you if you it's just easy, yeah, it's, it's really it's easy. comically easy. Yeah. But people just doesn't occur to them how to do it. Nobody ever bothers well, to teach no, them. Well, no one bothers to teach them. Yeah, and they just never learned. It's yeah. in the manual. Yeah, people don't read the manual. People don't read Sam. that shit. I read the manual. <laughs> <laughs> RTFM, people, Sam. RTFM, dude. RTFM. Yeah. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah, it's it's a thing of the past now. Um, but I know my uh, my buddy's Bimmer, which I guess is not a great representative. But he just has a little tire puncture kit, which is essentially useless in every way. Why would you? What? That's not gonna help you at all. Yeah, so it's just the puncture kit. And I remember, I know this very specifically because he called me after he got a uh, a puncture in South Bend, and he, he called me at like uh-huh. I don't know, like eight a.m. He's like, "I need your help. I need you to bring me a full set of wheels and tires." <laughs> and you're like, "What?" <laughs> and I'm like, "All right." <laughs> so I, I went and I grabbed a full set of a full set of spares for him, his winter tires as well as a wheel gun. And wow. we just, oh my! And a, and a jack, and we did like. We, we, and then we did a full full race car pit stop on his bimmer in a Walmart parking lot outside of South Bend, Indiana, <laughs> like nine o'clock in the morning. Dude, that's beautiful. Oh, oh it was like, bro, you need a spare. <laughs> yeah. So that's a sad life. That is a sad life. Dude, one of my saddest car moments was my car battery died, oh. so I walked like a good two miles to Walmart. Oh. I picked up a battery and walked back, and I was like, ah, I have to replace this <laughs> at like 3 in the morning by myself. Oh, that sucks. It's fun times, dude. But I got back home, so it was all good. I've had my battery die, and I've also had my alternator die. Uh, oh, I had my alternator die, yeah. Now, the alternator dying is an interesting case because uh, it basically means you can't turn off your car. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You have to keep it running and hope the alternator just doesn't die out. So I just left it running, and I ordered another one. <laughs> and I just, like, ran it all day, and then the next day I just didn't drive it, and then I replaced it. Alternators are not that bad to replace. Mm, okay. Anyway, speaking of cars, <laughs> back to Tarantino's film. Oh, my uh, God, dude. There are some really nice cars. Oh. Some amazing cars. It's a lot, like, an interesting use of characteriz- ter- characterization, too, because... Um, Roman Polanski was driving like uh, an MG, like a pretty classic MG, mm-hmm. which is a British car. Mm-hmm. And they're very famous for being very posh, very exciting and beautiful and complete garbage. <laughs> uh, mechanically, electrically. Okay. Um, you basically have to service, like those cars were very famous for needing service like every five miles. <laughs> so it kind of speaks, if you know a little bit about cars, it speaks to like the kind of vanity you know? I see. It's like, man, you took it out of the driveway. Better drive it to the shop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just take it. Uh, that, that's, I mean, that's exactly it. If you have that much money, you're just like, oh, I'm just going to take it out to the park, and then I'm going to have my, my man yeah. you know, service it immediately. Oh, my God, dude. And fix it. Because <laughs> that's how garbage those cars were. So we got to get a, a 04 Camry like me. Yeah. Then, Classic car. And then that, <laughs> that wonderful shot, that first shot of uh, when they pull up to Rick's house. And his, uh, oh, what was was this car a Cadillac? I thought it was a Cadillac, right? I want to say it was a Cadillac. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And they pull up in his car, and you realize that the the junker, the junkie beater next to it, was <laughs> yep, pits, yep. and it's got like the little pool of oil just <laughs> dripping out. Like, oh. Such a sad life. Oh, those yeah. feels. Man, I, I speaking of Brad Pitt too, I really liked his character because I felt so sad for him because he's such a, a faithful friend and sidekick and at the yeah. end he just gets thrown away with no possibility of getting work ever again yeah i think it's it's kind of uh yeah. 
it might be Tarantino. This might be part of the subtext, but it might be Tarantino kind of championing uh, stunt, stunt, stunt people. Yeah. I agree. A bit. I yeah. Because they're yeah. the probably the most underappreciated people in Hollywood. Oh, no, absolutely. They don't even have any awards, really. Yeah, they have no Academy Award for Best yeah. Stunt Choreography. Which, to me, is insane. <laughs> absolutely. Considering the number of summer blockbusters making billions of dollars that are carried by the action. <sighs> Dude, it's, and you're like the stunt people get nothing. Dude, that's criminal, man. They get nothing. They it's get criminal. No, I don't even know if they have a voice in the academy. I don't know if they I have. Any I don't think voice. they really have reps or anything. Also, it's different yeah. because you get you get injured, possibly yeah. like your body's at risk. Not even injury, death. Yeah, death. Yeah. Death. Yeah. Of, lots of yeah. stunt people have very famously yeah. died, uh, like in Ben Hur, I think. Ben Hur, there was a death. E- on even set. even just like recent films. You know which one was the more recent? I know. Oh, uh, Bruce Lee's son died in a stunt accident. Yeah, wow. that that's crazy. Because they were supposed to be using uh, like blanks, dummy rounds, and they were practicing. And I don't even know if they're blanks. I think they were squibs. Uh, also, I learned from a, a military vet that even blanks aren't completely safe if shot at point blank range. Yeah, well, which is what happened to him. Yeah. No, what happened to him is they were they were using a combination. It was like a perfect uh-huh. storm of all the worst possible things to happen. They had, <clears throat> they were using live animation or live ammunition, sorry, for mm-hmm. one shot, and then for the next shot, they were supposed to use blanks. And first, first, the first thing that happened is the live round got stuck in the barrel, Uh-oh. without anybody noticing. Yeah, which is a which is a pretty serious gunfall because it could backfire in the it just explodes. Case. Yeah, <clears throat> and then. For the next shot, they loaded the blanks, and what happened was the blanks had enough force to push the bullet through with enough velocity to kill him, and that's what eventually killed him. Oh, my goodness. What a freak accident. Yeah, it's a complete... It's like just a that's combination wild. of bad gun safety and just a bunch of fuck... Like, just... Yeah, just a bunch of fuck-ups. How do you even yeah. catch that? Like... Well, I mean, whoever's in charge of the weapons on set should safe every single yeah, weapon yeah. after before and after use every single time. I, I don't blame yeah. them for having missed that, though. Like, I mean, I do. I do. I do. Okay, That's never drilled mind, into never gun safety. <laughs> is like, you always check that there's okay. you always clear the, the barrel, You always clear yeah. the barrel. You check down the barrel. You check, you check the chamber, mm-hmm. and, you, and you safe it. You usually mark yeah. it safe with like a marker. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, you're not doing due diligence, especially so, if you're firing live rounds. That's, that's gotcha, just pretty much gotcha. a competence at that point, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, it's. Yeah. Uh, I'm I mean, trying to think. I mean, there's been very famous cases of stuntmen just dying in the I line mean, of duty. I'm just thinking of the old John Wayne cowboy films where, you know, single camera, you know, that's a nice study in single camera, but like, there's a couple scenes where they're riding carriages on horses and there's people crawling on top of them underneath them. <laughs> and these are real people. These are old movies. There's no green screen. Yeah, they have yeah. no wires. Like Buster Keaton? Sure. Like yeah, Buster Keaton. The legend. The legend. The, yeah. the, if, if, if they fall off the carriage, they die. Yeah, <laughs> they literally die. Uh, uh, there's a couple of shots where Buster Keaton failed the stunt and they kept the shot. Uh, very famously, that, that shot of him falling through the awnings down the side of the building, yeah, that was yeah. a failed stunt at first. They kept it and they, they just built on the gag. But he was supposed to make the jump, and he, and he fucking fell off. <laughs> didn't die. Yeah, I mean, he didn't die. It was. Yeah. I think it was a. It was a false set. It was like a forced perspective shot where they were actually only maybe like ten, fifteen feet in there. 
He, he did like, like Jackie Chan did it for real. Jackie Chan did it for real, and he broke like five bones. <laughs> like he like he cracked a bunch of vertebrae, cracked some ribs. That yeah. man is um, absolutely insane. Yeah, the fact that he's alive and able to walk is <laughs> that, a miracle. That in itself is a miracle. And honestly. form full sentences. <laughs> <laughs> he has a he has a hole in his skull. Yeah, I mean, good God. Anyway, yeah. I mean, stuntman is just so yeah. unappreciated, and I think. Yeah, the, I could, the super depressing nature of Brad Pitt's whole, whole like character and arc mm-hmm. is probably it's too real. Yeah, it's it's very real. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, like like the, the that opening montage where um, where he goes back to his little trailer with the dog food. Yeah, and, like, it's like the, garbage. The yeah, and he's like in the back of like a drive-through cinema with the, with the that's cinema all he can afford. Yeah, and then like his workout gear is like outside, yeah. and then it, like and then it cuts to. To Leonardo DiCaprio floating in his pool with a frozen margarita, <laughs> or, or uh, was it a frozen margarita? No, it was a whiskey sour. Yeah, whiskey sour. It was a whiskey sour. Whiskey sour. Whiskey sour. Because I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> it's like why couldn't I stop at like four? <laughs> that scene was hilarious. Oh I my god. Yeah. There's just yeah, that's uh, it's just a perfect little like it tells you, hey, these guys have it really rough. Yeah, <laughs> you understand yeah. like visually and immediately. Like yeah, this. This really sucks for Brad Pitt, yeah, and he's yeah. still—he's fine with it. He's just a good guy. Yeah, I—I I really felt for his character, like stand-up guy. Yeah, like, yeah murdered that's... his wife, but you know. That's oh, okay, okay. I we, mean, we're not a hundred percent sure. Maybe like ninety-five percent. You know, <laughs> we'll give his head is yeah. literally on the trigger of his gun when he's on the boat. He's just like staring at her with murder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You give, you give. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like, like a wave came in and like he stumbled his finger onto the trigger by accident and harpooned his wife to death by accident. You know, accidents happen, man. Yeah, it's accidents, accidents happen. happen. Yeah. Um, man, what was oh, that scene in the trailer? Uh-huh. Where he's just falling apart and like crying. Yeah, <laughs> just like screaming because he's like, I'm an alcoholic. He's realized that and he like drinks a little from his flask yeah. and then he throws it out the window. Like, You're gonna promise to yourself from now on. No more drinking. Never again. And he just grabs his flask. Yeah. You're like, no, that's so real. No. Like, yeah. Stop doing this. Yeah. I'll blow your brains out. All but, over our pool. I love that shot, too. Because it's framed so that he's pointing at the mirror. And the mirror is, is angled directly towards the camera. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a funny little side gag. Because you know he's not actually looking into the mirror. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of a little bit of a fourth wall break. Ah, yeah. Oh, man. But filming that, you understand why actors like working with Tarantino. Yeah. Because he gave him a lot of time to work, with, work through that. Now, yeah. Can you imagine setting up that scene where he's like just throwing props across and like slamming stuff around and breaking like glass? And the prop department's probably like weeping behind yeah. him. <laughs> like, oh, we have to reset this. Yeah, we have to reset all of this. <laughs> like, we have to shoot 40 sets today. Oh. <laughs> uh. Maybe they just have like forty identical replicas of the trailer. Probably, yeah. <laughs> and they just walk ten feet. To they the have next ten one. trailers. Yeah. Okay, reset. Or no, it's on a conveyor belt. It just moves. It just <laughs> oh my god! It's, uh, it's just like those airplanes when people yeah. go in to clean after the flight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole crew comes in. <laughs> <sighs> they look the cleaning crew whenever John would kill someone. You know, it's like one gold coin per broken yeah. prop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's just this is self life, man. Yeah, yeah. Life. You notice how Leo's in a lot more of like Tarantino's films now? Yeah, because he missed out that because one time. Apparently, yeah. I think it was like he turned down Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. And after that, he was like, "Man, never again." So anytime Tarantino comes knocking, Leo's like, "I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there." <laughs> He's be like, there. "I want to be there." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Brad Pitt too is like for a long time has worked with Tarantino. Yeah, who was in Inglorious Bastards? Yeah, exactly. Was he in anything? Aldo Rain. <laughs> <laughs> I speak the most Italian. <laughs> uh, uh, classic. Are you saying like, is he in other films? I don't remember. I don't think I so. I only right? remember Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can only think of Moneyball, but that's not. <laughs> oh, Moneyball. Moneyball. <laughs> that's, that's not, not Tarantino. Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Men who stare at goats. Was that Tarantino? No, that wasn't Tarantino. No, that's not Tarantino. <laughs> Why does that remind me of Monuments Man? <laughs> With Mert Damon. Mad Damon. I, yeah, I just wanted to bring up that uh, Bruce Lee scene. So, like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people saying how Bruce Lee was not done justice by his portrayal. And I watched that scene and I was like, eh, that's whatever. It's fine. It's fine, yeah. It's fine. I don't think. Yeah. He's disrespecting Bruce Lee or his character. I think more like he Tarantino's poking fun at like like those kind of people. I think he's making fun of the the mystique and the legend. Yeah. Because <clears throat> um, also like that, the legends yeah. built around Bruce Lee are a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. They're a little <laughs> bit ridiculous. So like I don't think some of them are wild. You know, like yeah, I don't think Bruce Lee would get beaten up by a random stunt dude. Like probably not, but you know. He could hold his own yeah, against th- most people. That scene, but... though, when I, when I was watching it, it was just funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> he beats the crap out of Bruce Lee. Uh, the only thing I yeah. saw, or like I ended up like seeing as I was like leading up until the, to watching this movie, was all of these complaints from his daughter being like, this isn't a misrepresentation of who my father was, and all these people yeah. who were like, oh, this is a terrible representation and... of Bruce Lee. But... It seems like, so short, but it's like I just all I'm imagining is like Hitler in, in, <laughs> in Glorious <laughs> Bastards, and I'm like, I don't know if you're trying to complain to the right dude about this. <laughs> he's not someone to yeah. care at all. He's not writing about yeah. reality. He's, he's writing not. about it's yeah. a fairy tale. Also, like there's tale. some good portrayals too. Like they're very short clips, but he's teaching other people when he's martial the arts. Other yeah, like. That's actually accurate. Yeah. Like, he trained a lot of Hollywood people, and he caught a lot of flack for that in, like, the Chinese martial arts community because they're like, you shouldn't be training... Um, Gaijin. <laughs> white people, yeah, pretty much. Like, you shouldn't be training these foreigners but, yeah, our martial arts. When, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's, like, a sign that there's minority persons being accepted and taken seriously, and I thought that was... But I really respect yeah. Bruce Lee because he was very much a groundbreaker in yeah. that way. Because... Yeah. Yeah, he did give a very good reputation uh, for yeah, Asian men totally. in Hollywood at that time, which would have been an extremely difficult time. It showed that a yellow guy could be a leading man. Yeah, yeah it was incredible. Exactly. It was yeah. groundbreaking. Yeah. Also, like like that, those clips with Bruce Lee teaching those guys were done, I think, in a way that respected him and what he did. Yes, and like that yes. earlier scene that people have a problem with. I, I don't think it's disrespectful. I think people got to watch the movie. Like, I actually watched the movie. Yeah. I thought it was really funny when he was, like, clearly overdoing all the yeah. motions like, and, like, oh, oh, oh. And, like the, the swiping of the nose. Yeah. <laughs> so I like funny. the one where he's just, like, oh, it just trails off and goes, oh. 
Oh. It just throws him into a car. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just showing you know how ridiculous it is sometimes. Yeah. Uh, um, that actor, by the way, trained super hard for that role. Yeah, he looks like Bruce Lee. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Doubt he looks it. ripped. I don't yeah. think I don't think he ever got his shirtless scene, but I've I saw like a couple Bro. behind yeah. the scenes like like where he showed like his workout routine uh-huh. and it's ridiculous <laughs> it's ridiculous he looked like all muscle and no fat yeah, yeah almost like Bruce Lee yeah, almost he like was Bruce completely Lee. shredded but that's a that's a pretty big burden to ask somebody to take on a role like that like an absolute legend yeah you know? yeah um yeah I don't know what, what else is there to talk about Brad Pitt shirtless Bro, he still got it, man. He's so old. (laughs) He's so old, and he still got it. Uh, Yeah, he still got it. I was really impressed. I was like, dang. Isn't he like... He's like 50-something I think he's 55. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say he's like 55. That's wild, man. Still looks great. Yeah. He still got it. I was kind of expecting that scene where he's he's shirtless up on the roof. I was kind of expecting the Sharon Stone to be like staring out the window at her. Uh-huh. From her house, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Here comes the connection. Here's where Sharon Stone, or like, uh, sorry, Sharon Tate, Tate yeah. Sharon Tate, Sharon Tate, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. <laughs> it's another one too. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> where where Sharon Tate yeah. is like uh, sees him shirtless, and like, yeah, I oh, thought that was gonna happen too because it showed the other house, it's showing like the and the window. Yeah, I was waiting for the reverse perspective, and but it's just get, a misdirect. It's yeah, a misdirect. It's misdirect. Yeah. She's just listening to some music and dancing in her room. You're like, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. I, I love I love that. <laughs> I, I kind of like it. It yeah, plays with you like a little it, bit yeah. in an interesting, like, cinematic way. Yeah, it kind of like, checks you too, because you're like, "Why were you expecting this?" You know, <laughs> yeah. you perv, and then here's some feet instead. <laughs> Have some taste. <laughs> Look at some feet yeah. instead. These are disgusting. Look at these feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I didn't really pay much attention to the soundtrack, but it was. It's pretty nice. It's pretty good. A lot of uh, a lot of period pieces, mm-hmm. obviously. Well, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, you know, uh, Tarantino is as much a fan of that uh, that era as far as music and mm-hmm. and cinema. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, there were so many transitions from the song playing on the radio, or like the record player. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. like a record player, it was and smooth. it just transitions. Yep, I really like that. Yeah, I really really like that. Yeah. I guess if there's not much else, we should give some closing thoughts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a rating. And, and a rating, rating, of course. Oh, this one's going to be tough. I, yeah. I don't know how I'd even rate this. Because it feels so good, yet something still seems wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it, I think it needed a little bit more trimming in the edit. I, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I agree. I think it would have been more enjoyable. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see. Great performances. Obviously, Tarantino has his own vision, his own voice as a director. Um, mm-hmm. Great cinematography. He's, I've mentioned this to Sam, but I think he's the last director that's still filming on film. Yeah. Like I film. love that. <laughs> Watching, I was like, oh, that's all film grain, dude. It's so good. Yeah. It's very noticeable. <sighs> yeah. Especially. And it fits so well, though. Yeah. Especially for this film, I think it elevates it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It elevates it for sure. Um. I love the filming style. I loved all the performances, really, um, especially Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm generally not a huge fan of Leo's, 
I always feel like I never, f- I never feel like his character is his character. I always feel like he's an actor playing a character. You know, mm-hmm. he does a good job acting, but you c- it's always still like he's the actor man, doing actor act- man. <laughs> act- doing actor man things. <laughs> dude know? playing a dude. Yeah, he's a dude. He's a dude playing a dude. dude playing he's doing a, a good job playing the dude, but he's he's still a dude playing a dude. Mm-hmm. But in this movie, it works well because he is a dude playing a dude, and it fits playing a so dude. well. <laughs> dude playing a dude playing a dude. Yeah. And, and the works. first dude breaks character. Yeah. <laughs> it works so well. Uh, and they're all just lovely moments like that throughout the movie. Uh, I guess if I had to give it a rating, you know, I think I'd give this, I think I'm going to give it seven Suicide Squads. Ooh. Seven wow. Suicide Squads. Okay, okay. It's uh, like, it was, it was riding a little bit lower than that, and just those last, like, ten minutes. <laughs> you're right, you're right. straight off my leg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like, breached the the barrier of cinema India, like, pure artistry. Yeah. It's I like agree. a violent symphony on screen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about you, Isaiah? Ah, uh, man. For me, I would say the movie was, like, a three. Riding the whole way until the final few minutes. <laughs> it just shot up to, like, an eight. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, okay. Jumped five points in the last ten minutes. <laughs> Really wow. coming in clutch at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with everything you said. Like, I really love Leo's performances. All the different characters he's he's playing, and I felt like it was really slow for me. And I'm fine with slow movies, but it was like it was so slow with no payoffs, <laughs> and I think that's what bothered me because mm. I was like, I wanted more payoffs, <sighs> but. Overall, it was an extremely enjoyable film. Tarantino is by far one of my favorite directors. Um, just for the, yeah, like love and care, you can clearly see he puts into his characters, into his stories, into his filmmaking. Like, for him, you can tell, like, oh, this is his passion, this is his art, versus, like, Michael Bay, where it's like, this is explosions. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, I like Michael Bay, all right? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Transformers, you know. Yeah. I mean, Michael Bay is also an artist, but he's an artist with only one brush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a really big brush Explosives. that explodes. Yeah, <laughs> like like Tarantino has like all the little like a full array. He's got the little tiny like like micro brushes to add in detail. Oh, like, a yeah, foot brush. <laughs> the foot brush is massive though. It's actually just yeah. a paint roller. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, like Michael Bay just has like a bucket of paint, <laughs> and it's Lost like he has di- just different shades of red. <laughs> he just uses his hands. Yeah, just different shades he of uses red. Uses brushes. He's just like splashing it onto yeah. a canvas, like the like the side of a barn. I'm done. And Tarantino has working with like a nice little, nice little oil canvas, and he's like Bob Ross. Like, oh, yes, this is the just Bob a, Ross. Just a happy little murder. Yeah. <laughs> just a happy little murder. Happy little murders. Uh. But yeah, overall, the movie was really slow, and I was kind of disappointed. Like, Hateful Eight, I really hated that movie. That's what I saw Hateful Eight, maybe. Yeah, it's so hateful, man. Like, that was, of all the Tarantino movies I've seen, and I've seen all of them probably except Jackie Brown, that was the one I liked the least, by far. By a long margin. Yeah. And I just felt like, oh, it's like, this is not the Tarantino that I fell in love with, you know? (laughs) It's like, I want... Django, I want Inglorious Bastards Tarantino, where people are just dying ridiculously. <laughs> but um, no, I'd say overall that I enjoyed it. Yeah, Bruce Lee and all. Mm-hmm. Bruce Lee mm-hmm. and all. Bruce Lee and all. Yep. And what about you, Sam? 
All right. I what think. What would you rate it? For me, I got two ratings, all right? I got two ratings. Oh, okay, okay. So, like, the first one is just me watching the movie. I would give it a five. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is w- me without my brain turned on too much. So, the reason why I give it that is it's too long, it's too slow, and there's no real thread that you can follow from start to finish. No thread. Uh, yeah. So it makes it really hard for the moviegoer to understand what to think or feel um, just by watching what's happening. But every scene that does happen is beautifully filmed. It's mm-hmm. Everything is perfect, I would say. Uh, but the fact that it's so long and slow <laughs> might throw the average person off. So for me, I, I need there to be some kind of thread there for me to follow. And for the lack of that, I gave it a five. But mm-hmm. there's a purpose to it. There, there's, there's a reason why that's done. There's so many misdirections thrown. There's so many things going on that, uh, you know, with that included, I would give it like an eight. So it's more like an appreciation rating. Like, what, what can I appreciate in this film? That's mm-hmm. like an eight Suicide Squads. What do I actually enjoy in this film? It's like a five. Uh, <laughs> right. I think that's a fair rating. Right? Yeah. And I, th- I think the best summary I can give is you, you mentioned the movie Jackie Brown. Mm-hmm. This movie is very similar to Jackie Brown in that it's this slow slice of life film yeah. where it's just things happening to people and how they're living life. And there's like mm-hmm. no real thing that you can pull out. You don't have to pull it out. There's, that's not the whole point of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So like Jackie Brown, though, I think it's a little more palatable to to people because there's something happening from start to finish like and then it concludes yeah right uh you know if you, if you haven't read it it's about how jackie brown outsmarts everyone and just mm-hmm. steals a bunch of money and then uh runs off with the guy <laughs> you know, at the end <laughs> so he will come and like oh, okay i guess right sort of like that kind of story whereas once upon a time in hollywood um it's just like things happen and then people get brutally murdered at the end <laughs> But, but um, I'm just putting this as a but. Uh, I wish I was smarter to understand this film. I think. But maybe, maybe he doesn't that's, want that's you a to joke. be smart. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. He's making fun of you for trying. Yeah, to be maybe, smart about maybe, it. maybe. I'm just saying that, like, I know I trust my gut, and my gut's telling me that there's something bigger going on here, mm-hmm. like a wink, 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 nudge, nudge. Like poking fun at something, maybe I can't. I can't really put my finger on it right now. I'm gonna have to think about it more and watch the movie again. Kind of like I mentioned again before, The Last Jedi. This <laughs> 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 is making, you know, just poking a little bit of fun at Barry, also hyping our uh, debate here because a lot of things are at stake. Where we, you know, try to put the argument forward that The Last Jedi is the best movie ever made. <laughs> I've never argued that. I know, I know. I'm just saying. That. I'm saying we should argue it because everyone else is saying the opposite. <laughs> We gotta stand out. But all I'm saying is, like, when I watched that movie, I was like, "This is okay." But in the back of my mind, something was bothering me. Like, there's something very wrong here. It's disturbance in the force, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then after I thought about it, I understood why I didn't like it. Um, but it's the same for this film. I know that I liked it. I just don't know why yet. Completely, completely. Yeah. I think it's because yeah. it's like it's a two-hour, forty-five-minute film. Yeah. And it's two hours and thirty-five minutes of Mister X. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just two hours and like two and a half hours of just 
misdirection and red herrings and just slow. And at, at the end, there's no like, oh. There's no conclusion. <laughs> by the way, yeah. these are all connected. It's like, ah, oh, no, screw you. Nah, they yeah. didn't matter. It's like it's the just... mystery is solved. Yeah. You're like, nope, no, nope, no, they're just dead. No. It's yeah. not like Kyoka, you know, or yeah, mystery yeah. solved at the end. It's just oh, like, sure, sure. Like, uh, no, uh, none of these like, matter. Like you get you get the nice little bow tied up, but yeah. it's just a violent, murdery, gory yeah. mess. Yeah, with with yeah. dogs biting nuts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so like people's faces getting yeah. smashed in with dog food. I th- I think if you recommended this movie, people would go, and I think they would probably just think it's an okay movie because of the ending. I feel like yeah. I feel like it'd be still too slow for a too lot of slow. people. Too slow, yeah, 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 yeah you're probably, right, you're right. Yeah, I like the more I think about it, the more I, I liked it. But like, people are used to yeah. an action beat every 15 minutes. Yeah, you're right. Every yeah, 15 right. minutes, you gotta have that action. It's only one action beat, and yeah. it's in the last 15 minutes of the film. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got a lot of feet beats, though, right? Yeah, I guess he punched his face. Yeah, that's like. Oh, 90, 90 minutes. <laughs> 90 minutes. Yeah. Maybe that's the joke. All the action beats are just feet. They're replaced with feet. <laughs> right? There's a foot every yeah, time. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. Beat, there's just a foot in There's frame. just a foot. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah I, I guess uh, we'll, we'll put it there. So uh, let's go over our ratings again. Just just remind everyone because I forgot. <laughs> uh, I, I gave yeah. it a 7. I gave it a 7, right? Start as a 3, end on an 8. End on an 8? Yes. Right, I gave it, it two beats. ratings. Yeah, 5 and, five and an 8. I think I said five and eight. <laughs> yeah, it was a five and an eight. Okay, all right. I'm oh, getting man. old. I'm getting old. I'm tired. It's getting memory, late. Memory's not quite there anymore. Yeah, it's not. I'm just a husk. All right, well, <laughs> we're going to end there. This has been episode 13. So remember, we covered Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, see you guys next time. Thanks for dropping by, guys. Stay pointy. Stay, Stay pointy. pointy. <laughs>